0: On Before the Bestseller, we talk with our favorite authors about the books they wrote and the stories behind how those books made it big. I'm your host, Alex Straffy, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Doug Evans is a serial health food entrepreneur who began sprouting over 25 years ago and has has been advocating for and educating on the benefits of sprouts and sprouting across all platforms. Doug Evans is changing the way that we feed ourselves and the way that our planet feeds itself. It is an incredible new, nutritious path towards fueling our bodies that has recently come to light and has been overlooked for some time due to the fact that it's really just not applicable to the current supply chain. Sprouts go bad pretty quick. But We're actually able to grow our own sprouts at home. And as I talk about with Doug in this episode, it's actually one of the easiest ways to improve our health, both for the short term and the long term. And if you hear in this episode, Doug is 100% sprout fueled. And so if his energy in the episode is any indication of how well that diet works, Uh, that's probably a good sign now, obviously, you know, always consult your physician regarding, you know, your health needs. Everyone is different, but, uh, it is definitely something that is worth looking into if you are looking to be healthier, more sustainable and, um, just eat better all around. And then, uh, Doug will actually come back on next time because he is also the author of the sprout book, which is the book that we're talking about today. And then next time he'll come back on to talk about the marketing behind it, which he's done incredible. He has a current paperback rank of around 6,000. It was all the way down to 72 on all of Amazon at one point. And his story is one of really just pounding the pavement. He's lucky to have a message that really resonates. Um, not lucky, but passionate about you know a message that is very timely. But it doesn't negate the fact and the work that he's put in in marketing the book, which now has over a thousand reviews and is really becoming one of the best selling uh, food nutrition books out there. So uh, come back on next time to hear how he's built his uh, built his uh, the success of his book and moved the amount of copies he's closing in on one hundred thousand copies moved. And um, and it's only increasing. So welcome, Doug Evans.
1: Okay, I'm ready
0: to rock and roll. Let's go. Awesome. Uh, cool. Doug Evans, it is such a pleasure to have you on. You have a very interesting background, how I believe you used to do digital marketing for like Apple. Uh, and then you've just kind of gone through a bunch of different endeavors. And now you're working on saving the world through Sprout. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, happy to be here. How can I, what would you like to talk about? Yeah. So, first question, everyone
0: gets it, uh, whether you're, you know, Bessel van der or Gay Hendricks. Uh, what uh, is one childhood story that made you who you are today?
1: I mean, I think one was, you know, waking up one day and wondering what I was going to do with the rest of my life, uh, realizing that I was a teenager and that if I got into trouble, I was going to be held accountable, you know, as an adult, and I knew that I had enormous potential. And they also knew I was out of control. Like I was just out of control. So when I was 17 years old, I decided not to go to college, but to join the U.S. Army as a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division. There's a little bit of a, of a switch up there, it sounds like. Well, you know, you have to make decisions. And like, if I don't want to forget my keys or my luggage or my passport, or when I'm going on a trip, I'll barricade the door from the inside to make sure like, there's no way I'm leaving that house, you know, without what needs to to go with me. And so I wanted to have the, you know, right before this, this podcast, I just did an ice bath. Right. And I do not like going in the cold, right. I could be in the heat all day long but to go into the cold is really uncomfortable for me. So I was like, oh, before I do this, before I do this, before I do this, I must do the ice bath. And so, you know, as a, as a teenager, as a child, I said to myself, I must develop discipline. I don't know how to do it on my own. And I feel like the army will teach me discipline. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I I'm, amazed that you would commit to such a big change of the army as being you know a lot of people might just read a couple self-help books you're like no i'm signing up for the military that's like such a stark decision
1: yeah well you asked for it did you really spray paint trains when you were a kid oh yeah yeah that was you know it was just part of just the rebellion you know there were kids in my school that were into punk rock and hardcore and there were criminals and drug dealers. And there were a few good students, but I couldn't relate to them. So I was choosing which vice I liked. And I liked the idea of graffiti because it was this creative endeavor.
0: And it makes sense because at least that didn't harm you internally.
1: When did you get on to sprouting? I mean, I first ate sprouts probably 35 years ago. And Long before I was raw, before I was vegan and plant-based, I ate sprouts. And for decades, I always thought of sprouts as this nutritious garnish or a snack. And it was only when I moved to the Mojave Desert that I realized not only was I in the desert, I was in a food desert. And that if I wanted to continue living healthy, raw, plant-based life, I would need to grow my own vegetables. And that's where sprouting came in because normally to grow a garden or to have a farm, it takes weeks or months or years, lots of skills, lots of other inputs like fertilizers um, to grow. And I knew about sprouting and it just came to me as I was soaking in the hot spring, looking at the, the stars and the galaxies. I was like, oh, wow, I could sprout. And then I got this whole download about sprouting that sprouts were food, not just a garnish, like they were vegetables and that too, sprouts were vitamins and minerals and and they contained every um, micronutrient, phytonutrient, prebiotic, polyphenol, bioflavonoid, um, soluble, insoluble fiber of mature vegetables. And you were able to get this Pristine nutrition from eating sprouts. And then the third, which I had known like the Hippocrates um, quote, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. But I never knew about all the peer reviewed, published research and papers um, and studies about the medicinal properties of sprouts. So, but I felt it. And that's that's what, and that's been a little over five years that I've been living in the desert and um, got really deep into sprouting. What is a food desert? A food desert, you know, you live in San Diego. So you got Jimbo's and you got Whole Foods and you have farmers markets and there's like easy access to high quality, healthy nutrition, right? Where I live, you know, we are an hour and 15 minutes from the nearest Whole Foods. Um, The closest food venues are uh, Del Taco, Burger King, 7-Eleven. So a food desert is where you are basically in the desert as it it relates to healthy foods.
0: Not having access to those. And something else you mentioned uh, is taking the sprouts from a garnish to the center of the plate. And that's like that, that you know, that for me sort of conceptualized, oh, like that's what you're doing. Because, yeah, a lot of these, you know, when we think of sprouts, initially we think of the garnish on a plate. Um, something else that's mentioned in the forward of your book is uh, I believe it's and I I can't remember who uh, who wrote the forward of your book, but it started out saying that we are actually living longer because of better nutrition, in our diets, is that really true that the reason, the largest reason for why we're, we're living longer is actually because of the foods that
1: we're eating? Well, it's interesting. This is the first year, you know, I wrote the book several years ago. This is the first year that um, the life expectancy has gone down. Yeah. You know, there's two major drivers to life expectancy, one being nutrition and the other being, you know, sanitation. So a lot of the development world where they don't have access to clean, fresh water, they're getting a microbiology in the water that holds them back. But there's still a lot of food insecurity in the world, you know, with up to 10,000 people dying per day of of starvation. So it's a very big um, global issue. In the United States, we have the opposite effect. We don't have people dying of starvation. We have people dying of chronic illnesses. Number one being heart disease. Number two being cancer. Both um, could be radically reduced um, through lifestyle changes.
0: Gotcha. And so that's what that's what we've seen is that the life expectancy, obviously, other than this year, the life ex- the rise in life expectancy over the past, you know, say decade or two decades, has been because of the 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 improvement in nutrition, which is now obviously Correct. going backwards. Correct. Gotcha. So then why are, you know, you mentioned a bunch of different words, which I don't even know what they are, to uh, to be honest with you, and, uh, yeah. you know, the, the different chemical components of the different sprouts. So could you just give us some background on why are sprouts so healthy for
1: us? So So basically, I look at sprouts as the cheat code of nature, that normally, when you're eating a mature vegetable, it's grown in soil. It takes weeks or months to grow, and um, it has a lot of fiber and a lot of nutrients in it. Seeds, on the other hand, are very abundant and very small, and seeds have a really long shelf life, and they have a protective coating around the seed. And um, we eat seeds, sesame seeds, poppy seeds, sunflower seeds, they're in the Current zeitgeist, right? People eat seeds. Um, One of the things about seeds and legumes is they have a protective shell on them. And that protective shell has enzyme inhibitors on it. And so it allows a seed to last for a really long time because it's protected. When you soak the seed and you sprout the seed, also known as germinating the seed, You are beginning the metabolic process of shifting this seed, this dormant living organism, into a vegetable. And that vegetable is young, tender, um, nutritionally bioavailable, and has concentrated amounts of those aforementioned um, items that you don't know, but they're the basis of nutrition. And it turns out. When things are younger, they are more um, abundant in their concentration. So in this stage of sprouting, this one-week stage of sprouting, it occurs without soil, without sunshine, and without fertilizer. So there's this magical gift, this magical um interaction chemical biological interaction that occurs with the seed when you add water And so it's like add water and it grows and in that first week it will grow without any additional inputs and it's doubling and tripling in size every day. So there, there's a real powerful uh like operation that's going on with the seeds. And that was overlooked because one little seed is really small. If you think about the power and potential of the seeds, like one seed, one nut can grow into a tree and reproduce itself, as I mentioned in the book, 10,000 acorns from one acorn that sprouted, planted, and grew to 10,000. And that each of those acorns could theoretically be planted and replicate itself to infinite levels and infinite numbers. So when you're consuming a seed or a sprout, you're consuming something that is alive, that has a life force within it, that has no man-made extracurricular added salt, oil, sugar processing Like you are eating pure, divine, enzymatically rich um, life force. Like the same life force that's within you and me, that's in nature, is in these seeds, in these sprouts, that's allowing them to grow. So we're not, like I'm not sprouting myself. I'm adding water to the seeds following a protocol that I documented in the sprout book that unleashes the potential of those seeds into human nutrition.
0: Well, if your excitement uh is any sign of the amount of energy that you have from your sprouts, that is uh, obviously a sign that this uh this works quite well. Why has it been overlooked for so long?
1: Well, we live in a convenience culture. We live in a profit culture and sprouts um, literally are a one-week item, right? From seed to sprout, it's one week. So as a result, there are no national sprout companies. No one is selling sprouts nationally. It's interesting, the supermarket called Sprouts doesn't even sell sprouts, <laughs> right? So if you go into a supermarket, whether it's Albertsons or Vons or Publix or Whole Foods even, Where they have 30,000 SKUs, right? Individual stock numbers. To me, like maybe 50 of them out of 30,000 meet my criteria of standard of fresh, ripe, raw, organic fruit, vegetable, seeds, nuts, seaweeds. Everything else is highly processed so that it has a long shelf life. They have tons of additives, preservatives, genetic modification that may or may not be labeled. Um, And it could sit on the shelf for years. Like during the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the first thing that sold out was like macaroni and cheese, right? And you read the the label in the box on that. It's none, none of the stuff that you want but that's the mindset of where people are. They want candy, they want soda, they want packaged foods, they want added oils, added sugars, added salts. And so as a result, for me, I look at all that, like I go into the store and I go in the produce section and there's probably a half a dozen um, organic, raw, vegan things, fresh that I can buy. And I eat those. And so so as a society, people go home and, you know, they've been misled to think that they need X amount of protein every day. They've been brainwashed through manipulation, you know, of their cerebral cortex through using foods that are designed to be highly, highly addictive. And they don't even make a secret about it. Like if you look at the Lay's potato chip ads or the Pringles ads, like you can't eat just one because when you fry the potato in a fat and you add salt to it, you basically get something that the average mere mortal is indefensible. Like they just surrender and they eat until they're not hungry or or they're full so if you like sprouts if someone is addicted to salt oil sugar processed food meat dairy animal products you know um heme iron coming from beef and you offer them some raw sprouts they're going to look at you like you have two heads on like it just doesn't satisfy the ego the way the other foods do now if someone Detoxifies from their primary food addiction, like I did, and they eat fresh sprouts. Um, I can obviously tell the, 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 I could eyes closed, blindfolded, give me a sprout. I chew a little and I go, Oh, that's a broccoli. That's a clover. That's a radish. That's a pea. That's a mung bean. That's a, 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 a lentil. And I know these things and I love them. But if someone is not tuned in with a desire, you know, for health, you know, they're going to look at sprouts like you've got two heads. Like, why would I eat that when I can eat a burger or I can eat fries or I can eat, you know, this garbage because that other stuff has been programmed into their brain. and you know to eat it i say and this is my my thing like if someone is not willing to eat raw sprouts like out of the palm of my hand or out of the palm of your hand then they're probably not hungry they're probably just programmed to eat at a scheduled time a fixed amount of unhealthy calories because of this brain gut connection.
0: Yeah. And so going off of the, I I know there's a lot of science behind, you know, if you eat less sugar, you'll get over sugar. You won't like, you won't crave it as much. And I always find that when I go through periods of eating a lot more sugar, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, like last night I was lying in bed and I was like, I need something sweet. And it's because recently I've just been eating a lot more sweets. Right. So I know there is that, you know, detoxification, you know, type process. So once you, you know, you've gone through that, you mentioned a few of your favorite sprouts. There, what are some of the best tasting sprouts? You know, how can you know what and what are some of the best health, uh, you know, the health ramifications from those sprouts? So,
1: I I believe all sprouts are really healthy, okay. right? Um, sprouts can play a different role for different people. So, for one, broccoli sprouts have probably 2,000 peer-reviewed published papers on their medicinal properties for treating cancer, treating people who are getting cancer treatments, um, for diabetes and regulating insulin levels, uh, for overall just the cleansing of the arteries by going strong plant-based, like the body is a living organism that's constantly evolving and growing. But um, broccoli is also, broccoli sprouts um, are have been known to detoxify air pollutants like benzene from the lungs. So if you go to your car dealership, they go warning, um, you know, prop this because of um, toxic chemicals in the air, air pollutants. Broccoli sprouts are very good for detoxifying those um, and having it. So if you look at Um, the whole um, autism spectrum. Uh, Broccoli sprouts have shown very positive and favorable for creating heat shock proteins that um, in clinical studies have lessened the symptoms of autism for um, the the people tested um, and in the trials. So there's a lot that can happen there. If you look at Sprouts for regulating insulin levels for diabetes, um, you want to get more calories, you want to get smaller amounts of fat, potentially higher amounts of protein, but overall net net less calories and the sprouts themselves actually can be effective in regulating insulin levels for people that are diabetic.
0: Gotcha. What are, what's one other sprout that you find to be, you know, one thing that a lot of people, especially my generation have, and I have a feeling it's because of our food that we're eating stomach issues. How can people, I guess, have, and obviously everyone's, you know, situation is different, but what sprouts are good for, you know, helping people with their, you know, various stomach issues, whether it's, you know, too much going to the bathroom or not going to the bathroom enough.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think all sprouts can play a different role in it. The most important thing is to taste a bunch of seeds and sprouts and see which ones you like. And if you like them, you'll eat them. If you don't like them, you won't eat them. Um, They all play a really powerful role. So, for someone like you, where you're young and healthy, this is by a choice. You're raising your hand early, saying, I want to stop the disease formation in my 20 something self Mm -hmm. rather than waiting until I get so ill that the the this will be ineffective so what's the easiest way for someone to get started easiest way i'd say buy my book check out my content on instagram or on tiktok doug evans on instagram tiktok it's sprout Wiz. the book is called the sprout book i would say just get started just do some google searches just start to read sprouting is really really easy
0: We'll link out to all those. So you can just pick up your seeds at a
1: local grocery store. You, Well, I list, there's a resource guide in my book and I post various items. I also have a newsletter um, at www.thesproutbook.com so people can sign up for the newsletter. Um, you can buy seeds and legumes in the health food store um, and they probably will sprout. They aren't the top shelf that you really prefer for sprouting right? You want to get the freshest, most organic um, sprouts, sprouting seeds, and those typically are not sold in whole foods in volume.
0: Gotcha. So basically go to the book, see the resources there. Uh, For me, I have like 10 more questions I want to ask you about sprouting, but unfortunately that is uh, all the time we have to talk about sprouting. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you on next time for those that have their own message and how you've been so successful at getting your message out. Uh, Doug Evans, looking forward to speaking with you next time.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Alex. You have the best night ever.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Doug. Thank you for listening. I know there's many other things you could have been doing during this time. And I hope you found this episode incredibly useful for you and your journey. And if you did, or if you have any feedback, I would love to hear that in a review on Apple. That would be fantastic. Or anywhere else that you are listening to this show. So thank you. And if you're the type of listener that is also an author or looking to be an author soon, feel free to email me at alexatadvancedamazonads.com. That's alex alexatadvancedamazonads.com. And I'll add you to our weekly newsletter where I send out all of the best marketing tips I've ever heard from authors that I've had on this show and many of the authors that we work with. So I look forward to hearing from you if that's something you'd find useful. And either way, I look forward to having you back for our next episode.